we're going to be wrapping up our planning for next semester series today. And we're actually going to be not necessarily talking a lot about planning, but we're going to be talking about decluttering your digital teacher resources for the new year. This tends to be a time of the year where we are making goals and we're reflecting, which you've already talked about in episode 113, but then we're also thinking about starting fresh and starting new. So I thought this would be a good time to let you know how I have organized my Google Drive, but that it can also apply to Dropbox or however you are storing your files. So I'm Kristen Masick, I'm your CTE teacher coach, and today we are going to be talking about decluttering. Maintaining or increasing enrollment, staying on top of ever-changing content, incorporating best teaching practices, these are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. Being organized can save you a ton of time and a ton of frustration. So my new job, I took over for someone who was gracious enough to share a bunch of documents with me, like Google Docs. Um, but the problem was, is that they weren't organized in folders. And so I have spent the beginning, like several months, I'm trying to like sort and actually like search and find because when she shared those with me or when she transferred ownership to me, then they saved automatically to my drive and not necessarily like in a folder. So it's just in like a whole bunch of places. And I've spent a lot of time organizing it so that whoever takes over for me someday actually has quick access and that things make sense in their organizing. And so I wanted to give you this information today because although it may not seem like super related, but to be able to find something quickly and to know what it's called or to be able to figure out what it's called really easily will save you a ton of time when you are planning and then also when you are teaching from the resources that you have previously made so that you don't have to remake them. So we are going to go into ways that I have organized my digital teacher resources and that the ways that you can do it as well, whether you're using Google Drive or Dropbox or whether you have an external hard drive, which I would recommend that you don't do it that way because I've dropped it my second year of teaching. Actually, I think it was my the beginning of my third year of teaching and I lost everything that I had used for those first three years. But save something to the cloud. But here are some tips and tricks that you can use to declutter those resources. Okay, so the first one is going to be to use folders and subfolders. And I love to name a folder for every school year. So you can color code them as well. So I would have this school year is going to be 2022 through 2023. And it's just, I will always have it. And I have them for however long I've been using Google Drive. So I think I can go back like 10 years and I have a folder for every one of those years. Cause sometimes I know that I taught something and I'm 
in a course that like I taught a few years ago and now I'm being asked to teach it again and I just need to like find those resources and I can find them through the year. So I like to use folders and subfolders. So using a year and then having a subfolder in each of those year folders for each of the classes that I teach and name them what the state or your district or LEA or whoever is calling that course for easier reference so that you can remember that when you taught welding one, it was according to the state, it was called entry level welding, or maybe you just keep a standard and call it welding one, but just make it so that it's something that you can remember from year to year. And then as a tip, you can actually color them, like change their colors in Google Drive. And if you want to, you can add an emoji to the front, like the beginning of it, and then it will pop it up to your very first folder so that it is always there at the top and you don't have to like scroll down and search for it because it will probably reorder it because if you do this for like several years and then it will actually put like the first year. So if you like started in 2017, then that's going to put it at the front and at the top. But if you put the emoji in the front, then it will automatically go to the top of your drive. So the next tip is going to be to decide on some sort of naming structure so that you are using like similar tags or like standards in the naming. So whether you are using the actual like SS1.3 whatever that may or may not make sense to you or you can do measurement so just keep it standardized and just decide on a system. You can also have kind of like a cheat sheet in your folder so you can remember what you were using. You could also have the name of your unit and then say that it is such and such unit assessment. And then there are a lot of times that I will put stuff at the end. So in all caps, I'll put like answer key. So it's all caps so that I can just look for the answer keys and I can really figure out, oh, here's the assignment and here's the answer key really, really quickly. You can also put some sort of tag in that description or I guess in that title that lets you know what type of lesson. So if it was the introduce lesson, so what introduces students to dimensioning, then that really will help you find things quicker. And the lesson plan types that I like to use are introduce, practice, and produce. And that can also make it easier to find if I am looking and reflecting on my data at the end of this school year, and I'm trying to figure out which introduce lessons to reuse or can I change them and alter them so that I can use them in different lessons or different units. And so having that like introduce, practice, produce, having that word in there has helped me kind of sort through visually and figure out what types of lessons or what types of resources that I'm dealing with. This next tip actually has to do with planning out the next semester or the next year of courses. And you are going to take out what worked in that previous year or semester, and you're going to move it into the 
course or the semester that you are planning. So I would go through last year's and I would decide which things worked well. So based on my data, based on the things that students really enjoyed, things that they liked, and then I would move it over to that next year's folder or that next semester's folder so that I already had it within there. So when I'm planning, I just already know it's there. And another thing that you can do is that you could have a, another subfolder in there that is something like they it needs to be fixed or it needs to be altered. So possibly you had an introduce lesson, you used spoons, so you use the game of spoons to get students excited about a concept or learning about um, something, some vocabulary to review, maybe you reviewed for safety and it worked really well and you want to reuse or recycle that idea of using spoons again with something else. You can put that in another folder to have like, have you redo or reuse or recycle so that you have that basic template resource that then you can make a copy and you can change the vocabulary words or the pictures or whatever you're doing for that particular resource so to save you a ton of time. I would also move over any of my syllabi or syllabus from the previous semester into that new folder. So whatever changes you make, you can still keep your old one that you had because a lot of times, I don't know, there's been several times where I've had students that have contacted me, especially when I was teaching um, dual enrollment and they really wanted the syllabus from the semester that they were in my class. And sometimes it was like three years ago and having that previous folder with that syllabus in it with that year really has helped me and has helped them. So that's a way to kind of like organize and like move things over. So then onto the decluttering part is you're going to look for any duplicates and specifically look for things that say copy of and you can actually on Google Drive do a search and you can actually have them like search for copy of and you can search for you as the owner and you can search for other people as the owner and Hopefully, if you are using some sort of naming standard that you have changed all of those copy of. So maybe you can actually just go ahead and delete all of them because the copy of was maybe the original that you got from somewhere else. And now since then, you've changed the name and it could also alert you of ways that maybe you need to clear that out and name some of those items that you would like to keep. Now, I did say that I do keep all of the previous years, and that's totally up to you on how far back you want to go. The greatest thing, though, is that I really just focus on that one folder. And so even though I have the previous resources still there, it is decluttering in my mind because I'm only now thinking about this current year. And I have already put the resources that I believe that I'm going to be using this next semester in that folder. So I'm just looking at that folder. So it's it does clean off like, and I guess it does declutter in a way because I'm not seeing all of the other resources. I'm not seeing everything that I've made over the past 15 years. I'm only seeing those things that are relevant to my next semester of courses. 
All right, so we are going to review ways to declutter your digital teaching resources for the new year. So the first one is to use folders and subfolders. Remember, you can color them and you can add an emoji to get them to pop to the top. Then the second one is decide on some sort of naming structure. So you can use like similar tags, like introduce, practice and produce, or pretest, um, post-test, whatever you wanna use, kind of come up with a standard that you want to use in your naming. Then fourth, you're going to move over whatever worked from last semester or last time you taught this into this semester's folder so that you can find things easily. So now that you've named everything, you've got everything in the right place. And so then you can just, when you open up your Google Drive or your Dropbox, you can just hone in and just look at that small folder instead of all of your digital resources. And then finally, delete any duplicates and specifically look for copy of file names because more likely than not, you have duplicates in there that you just don't need. As always, if this episode was helpful to you in any way, it could be for others. So to help spread the word about this podcast, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.